Hello, my friends. Welcome to this discussion about the PMBOK Guide, 7th edition. Some of you might be listening on YouTube and some on Spotify, iTunes. Welcome, wherever you're listening. The PMBOK Guide, 7th edition, came out some months ago, and there's a new definition of project management in it. It is very important to redefine project management with the times. Now, in going through the definition, it struck me something was missing. I'm going to show you my definition of project management, and we're going to take a look at the Pembroke Guide 7th edition of project management, and let's see if we can make it more robust and add some further context to go with the times. We're also going to be defining what the vehicles, the methods for managing project management are. So let's take a look one by one. Let's start off with the discussion of what is project management. This is how I define project management. Project management is the discipline of working with a team to deliver value to customers through collaboration, leadership, and execution of related project tasks, enabling team task accountability, autonomy, and servant leadership. It involves working on delivering value in various ways and mostly through a unique deliverable, which could be a product, a product increment, a service or result. Now that's my definition of project management. I've touched on a number of new concepts that are becoming more and more popular. Team task, accountability is the word, autonomy, servant leadership. Now let's take a look at the seventh edition definition. It reads, project management is the application of knowledge, skills, tools, and techniques to project activities to meet project requirements. Project management refers to guiding the project work to deliver the intended outcomes. Project teams can achieve the outcomes using a broad range of approaches, predictive, hybrid, and adaptive. Now, their definition is rather specific to knowledge, skills, tools, techniques. And they also mention the word guiding, but who guides the project work? A lot of times we see the project manager as a central figure, but actually in the seventh edition, you see a contrast between decentralized leadership and centralized leadership. And at different times, both can be used, but it's important to make it more inclusive of both centralized and decentralized leadership. I also like the fact that they've added broad range of approaches, for example, predictive, hybrid, and adaptive. So we'll talk about that a little bit more today. When we take a look at the Agile Practice Guide, which is a brilliant, brilliant read, in my mind, project managers shouldn't just be aware of hybrid, predictive, and agile. They also need to understand the nuts and bolts of what we call agile, because agile is both iterative and incremental. This is captured very well on page 18 of the Agile Practice Guide. Now, if you have read the seventh edition, you'll notice that the iterative discussion is a little bit different. But I like the Agile Practice Guide definition of iterative project management because it really focuses on the delivery. And in iterative, it's actually a single delivery but we repeat until correct in iterations. We keep adding functionality, but we don't release 
until we get to the end. It's a single delivery. And this is very well shown in the Agile Practice Guide, which I talk about so much on pmradio.org. If you're getting ready for the PMP exam, go on down there. You can sign up, subscribe to my podcast. I cover lots of content regarding this exam and project management in general. One of the things I cover is Agile and Predictive. In this image of the Stacy complexity model, which is also in the Pembroke Guide 7th edition, it just shows you, you don't need to use only predictive methods. You could use a blend. You could be, as it were, on a continuum. You could use predictive methods where we have very simple type projects. Everything is spelled out. We're close to agreement in the requirements and technical certainty right, is very high, close to certainty. But in the same token, if we take a look at this trajectory here, sometimes we find ourselves moving towards complicated type projects. And when we move towards complicated type projects, there's absolutely nothing wrong in being a little bit more agile, or perhaps you could actually stay predictive because complicated is different from complex. Complicated means there's several steps, several interactions, several intricacies, just like building a watch. Building a watch is complicated, but if you follow every step, you'll get there. Now, when we say something is complex, that means you're not sure how you're going to get there. There's no step one, step two, step three. And even when you could have steps, they don't always lead to a solution. An example of a complex endeavor is driving to Kamloops, British Columbia from Mesa, Arizona. Now, there are many ways you can get there. You're not sure how, you're not sure which inroads, or maybe just driving to work. There's so many ways you could drive to work, but there's uncertainty in how to get there, depending on traffic and other parameters. So there's a difference between complicated and complex. As you begin to emerge out of the complicated zone and getting into complex, this is where Agile thrives. And ultimately, you could get to full-on chaos, anarchy. This is when Agile is at its best. Waterfall, on the flip side, is at its best when the requirements are very well understood right there in the simple space. So you kind of get the idea. Now, moving ahead into the Agile Practice Guide on page 19, this same idea is shown taking a look at how predictive projects could be the way you get the value, or maybe agile projects, or maybe incremental or iterative. Now, if you look at the graph, you see it's really based on the frequency of delivery. If there's a high frequency of delivery, but a low degree of change, that's incremental. Low degree of change, low frequency of delivery, it's predictive high degree of change, low frequency of delivery. Remember, it's only once, iterative. Or high degree of change, high frequency of delivery, it's agile. And this is the way you need to see project management. Taking a look further in the Agile Practice Guide in 3.1.1, you can see an example of a predictive life cycle. It's pretty straightforward. Plan, 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 and run the project. As you can see, analyze, design, build, test, deliver straight, that's it. If you take a look at the iterative life cycle, you can see they have included some feedback loops because iterative is all about repeating until correct. 
So we repeat until correct, and here we deliver. And that's the general idea for iterative. Going into incremental, think about incremental, you can see that not every piece of work is the same. In other words, the increments are of varying sizes. You still follow, analyze, design, build, test, deliver, but you can see the size increments are different. Remember, it's frequent, smaller deliveries. And lastly, we have agile life cycles. We could have two types of agile life cycles. We could have iteration-based agile, and we could have flow-based agile. It really depends. An example of iteration-based agile will be Scrum. Scrum is a great example of how we do things in iterations with the same time box size. Flow-based agile, a great example is Kanban. And we do not follow a strict size for our time box. In the world of Kanban, we deliver when it makes sense to do so. In the world of iteration-based agile, we deliver to a regular cadence. And that's the general idea that you see in the Agile Practice Guide. Now, moving along, to break it down in a broader sense, as you manage a project, you could do it predictively. You could do it in a hybrid fashion using multiple methods mixed from predictive and hybrid, or predictive and adaptive, I beg your pardon. And when you take a look at how projects are increasingly iterative and incremental, it's like a slider moving from predictive to adaptive. You can see they are becoming increasingly iterative and incremental. Hybrid has obviously more iterative and incremental built in than predictive. Adaptive has the most. We call adaptive projects plan-driven. And that is really how we can see projects. So the bottom line is projects could be managed using predictive, planning all the work up front, agile, planning the work in iterations and delivering in increments, and hybrid using both agile and predictive approaches. Now, as you get into the seventh edition, there's a lot of stuff to be spoken about. And that's why on pmradio.org, one of the first episodes I put out is all about the seventh edition. And I go into the seventh edition for about two hours. You might want to listen to that podcast. It will help. Now, for those of you who are watching after the fact, just be aware that there's a treasure trove. This is the beginning. And this is where we'll probably take a quick break because those of you who have come for serving with the seventh, we are going to continue this discussion elsewhere. But for those of you who are not here for the full course, we're going to cut the video right here, and we're going to continue this discussion so that you have some more understanding of the PMBOK Guide 7th edition. We're going to talk about the value delivery system and some other things, so don't go away. Welcome back, my friends. Those of you who are not on the full course, you can always get the full course at the website on the screen. It's hybridprojectmanagement.com. And this is where we break down the seventh edition into lots of granular details. I'm joined by my awesome co-trainer, Roy, and we cover the seventh edition from two perspectives, from the perspective of agile and hybrid and the perspective of predictive. But it will amaze you, the term agile 
is not defined in the Pembroke Guide 7th edition, believe it or not. There is a lot of talk about Agile, but there's no definition of it. So I get people asking, what is Agile? Is it like the software development lifecycle? Is it a framework? And the answer is no. Agile is a way of thinking. It's a way of being adaptable. That's the key word. It's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one who is agile, the one who is most adaptable to change. How can you be agile in your mindset? The Agile Manifesto is a great read for anyone who has not been into the world of Agile formally. The Agile Manifesto encapsulates a way you need to think your attitude in order to be agile. Agile is really a mindset. We are uncovering better ways of developing products by doing it and helping others do it. Through this work, we've come to value individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working product over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, responding to change over following a plan. That is, while there's value in the items on the right, we value the items on the left more. So think about that for a second. Put in people and how they interact over processes and tools. Ensuring you deliver a working solution over tons and tons of pages of documents, but no working product. Collaborating with a customer rather than point into a contract and responding to change versus sticking to the plan when the plan doesn't work. In the words of Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. Isn't that true? As the crazy pandemic has shown us, we need to be adaptable. So there's value in the items on the right, but we value the items on the left more. Part of this thing is also encapsulated in the principles, and the principles are also on that website. But I'm going to touch on some of our favorite principles. One of our favorite principles is, number one, highest priority, satisfying the customer. Another of our favorite principles is four, business people and developers working together daily throughout the project. Number five is also a favorite. Build projects around motivated individuals. Why? Because if you don't build the project around the team that is motivated, they are deflated, they deliver poor quality, and schedule goes out of the window, costs become high, turnover. You don't want that. So if you build that environment, trust them to get the job done, they will stay. And when they stay, the team stays together that in and of itself is massive value because they're working as a well-oiled unit. You don't need to change them. Just keep on giving them the environment and support they need. Number six is also an interesting one because now we realize we can't communicate face-to-face. -face. Is it the most effective method? Yes, it is. But in the absence of face-to-face -face conversation, how about 
picking up the phone versus email, take it a step further, turn on the camera, put that Zoom on, put that Teams on, put that... I hate to give you brands, but those are tangible things people use, right? Google Meets, Teams, Zoom. I don't know anyone using Skype right now, but you kind of get the idea. And then finally, number 12, at regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective. Not doing the same thing over and over again, but instead finding out what works, making it repeatable, improving on it, finding out what doesn't work, tune and adjust behavior accordingly. This is the agile mindset. So agile first and foremost is a mindset. How did agile come on the scene? Well, it started way back in 1948 with lean in the Toyota production system, and it began to evolve. And in 1991, we had the unified process dynamic systems development method 1994, RAD came on the scene. It has elements that are used today, even though it's not considered to be agile. Scrum came on the scene with Ken Schwaber, Jeff Sutherland, 1995, Crystal Clear and Extreme Programming, 1996, FDD, 1997. And the Agile Manifesto we just went over was written in 2001. It's not that long ago compared to the world of business. It's been around for forever, but this is a new way of thinking, right? The Agile Manifesto 2001, the Scrum Alliance came on the scene. And of course, the CSM exam, which lots of you have probably heard about, Certified Scrum Master. 2005, the Declaration of Interdependence. And 2017, the Agile Alliance partners with the PMI to publish the Agile Practice Guide. The Agile Practice Guide is a focal point of a lot of the things we've talked about today. So Agile is here to stay. This image really encapsulates the importance of not only predictive, but also thinking hybrid and Agile. What is this image known as? Do you recall? This image is known as the Stacy complexity model. It's also talked about in the seventh edition. We're actually going to talk about this in a lot more detail in the hybridprojectmanagement.com course. So here's the idea. In the seventh edition, we talk about a system for value delivery. We talk about creating value, talk about the importance of having a governance system, a framework within which authority can be exercised, processes, procedures, and rules to follow, right? Functions associated with projects. Those of you who've managed projects, you know as a project manager what is expected. But instead of having just a central focus, the mindset that I would love for project managers to adapt is a distributed project team accountability responsibility where everyone pitches in. The project environment is also talked about and product management considerations. And we talk quite a bit about project management principles. Going back to the initial discussion about project management, it is not new. It's been around for thousands of years. Way back, the Great Pyramids of Giza, 2560 BC, all the way back. And you can talk about the Great Wall of China, 206 BC thereabouts, 
Hanging Gardens of Babylon, all of these structures that you see are brilliant examples of projects. They've been around. Just take a look at how intimidating these structures are. How do they get done? Project management. Someone, some group, were coordinating, were involved in performing the work as a project. See? Temporary endeavor. That's what a project is. A temporary endeavor undertaken to deliver a unique product, service, or result was the initial definition in the Pembroke Guide, 6th edition. When we talk about the general project management timeline, Pyramids of Giza 2560, Great Wall of China, Frederick L. Taylor, Henry L. Gant, those individuals came on the scene in the early 1900s. Henry L. Gant gave us the Gant chart. Frederick Taylor was the beginning of WBS and better ways of doing things. Earned value came on the scene from the DOD and NASA in the late 1950s. IPMA came on the scene before PMI did. PMI came on the scene in 1969. First PMP exam was in 1984. More on that later. Prince II, 1989. It's been around for a while. Lean manufacturing became more popular. Now, I showed you on the previous slide, 1948, when we started seeing lean in the Toyota production system. The first Scrum project, 1993. Scrum was formalized by Ken and Jeff in 1995. The Agile Manifesto, 2001. And of course, we're talking about the seventh edition here in 2021. Hybridization is talked about quite a lot. Not using those terms, but showing you the capabilities of project management. So PMI came on the scene in 1969, and it's a nonprofit organization. They've been really instrumental in standardizing project management standards, techniques, and so many certifications. And I am quite passionate about upholding the legacy of PMI. I think they've done a brilliant job in breaking down barriers of project management and putting project management on the map. Now, like you saw other organizations like IPMA and, you know, the whole Prince2 movement, OGC, that came along 20 years after PMI, but PMI came along after IPMA. So while they were not the first out of the gate as an institute or one of the first, they're pioneers in many respects. When you take a look at the PMP certification back in 1984, we're just 40 PMPs. Now, fast forward to when I put this together, put this together in 2020. In 2020, the number of PMPs, a huge, massive million plus PMPs. And this only goes to show you project management is here to stay. But I also want to challenge you to see project management as an essential discipline for professionals. You do not have to be a project manager to understand and apply project management principles, framework, techniques, ideas. Project management is here to stay. Remember back in the day when the MCSEs were so popular in the early 2000s and everyone was getting them and everyone ended up realizing this is becoming a basic certification, basic set of certifications. 
That's how I see project management will evolve. It will become so general, so expected that anyone should be able to manage any endeavor, short-term endeavor, you know, uh, temporary endeavor, long-term project, short-term project makes no difference. You know, agile, predictive hybrid, it is going to become widespread eventually. There's only one way, the way up. So when was the Agile Manifesto written based on what I just told you? Was it 1971, 1991, 2001, or 2011? Do you recall? All right, three, two, and one. The answer is 2001. That's when the Agile Manifesto was written. All right, we've talked about quite a lot of stuff today, but I want to leave you with the idea. Project management is a lot more than applying knowledge, skills, tools, and techniques. Because you could very well do that. You could very well get a project deliverable, but you could get a miserable, an absolutely miserable outcome. And outcomes is really what we need to be thinking about. How do I, one, do all this work, generate the deliverable product service result, product increment, how do I enable value delivery through that product service result, product increment? And how do we use that increment, that product, that deliverable to not only deliver value, but also to deliver the expected outcome? Makes you think about being as agile as possible to adapt. An agile approach to planning does what? Think about it. Hit the pause button, consider. Three, two, and one. Okay, now of course, you've discovered the answer is not about fully planning or fully defining anything. And therefore, the answer is results in plans that encourage change and are easily changed, why Agile is a change-based approach. It's adaptive and not prescriptive. Also realize that the iron triangle that we talk about in traditional has scope pretty much fixed in a bid to control everything else. But in the world of Agile, we flip this on its head and scope is actually flexible. What we fix is a time box and the budget. And Within that fixed time box, we strive to complete the most valuable, low risk, high value, high risk, high value features. That's it. So within the time box, we choose to do what is most valuable and most important. See, agile is value driven. That's why we don't have to do everything that we plan to in the world of Agile. It's very different. So when is Agile best used? Agile is best used when, hit the pause button. Those of you who are listening to the audio only, I encourage you to go on down to YouTube and look for the video so that you can see the full question. But Agile is used when experimentation and discovery are needed for the solution. All the other options are incorrect. 
It's not when there's low variability. It's not when change is unlikely. And it's not when there's little chance of change. So the answer is obviously C. Now, another concept to be aware of is the multiple dimensions of project management. As a project manager, you could be involved in initiating a project, kicking it off, authorizing it with the help of the sponsor, planning the project, putting together plans to drive it, and then, of course, executing the project with the team, monitoring and controlling the project, of course. Again, the team could help you do this, and then closing the project. And we call this the five process groups. And right here on the screen, I'm showing you what I coined as the process group Pentagon. It's a very helpful way of seeing the way project management process groups fit together. To go a step further, not only do we have process groups, we have areas of knowledge. We could say a project is integrated. In other words, a project is coordinated, all the pieces move together in one cohesive whole. We could say we scope out a project, we schedule it, we cost it, we think about quality and resources, communications and stakeholders. And right there in the middle, I view risk as touching everything. So I put it in the middle like a bullseye. You've got to think about your risk as you think about everything else. Also in the seventh edition, the PMI show you that it's not just about process and about frameworks. It's also important to have principles, be principle driven. So there are 12 principles talked about in the seventh edition that also help you better understand how to effectively manage a project, be a good steward, collaborate, engage your stakeholders, think about value, have a systems think, big think about the system and different pieces, how they interact, think about leadership, servant leadership, situational leadership, consider tailoring, think about quality, fitness for use, conforming to requirements, satisfying the customer, navigate uncertainty, navigate complexity, think about risk, of course, uncertainty, and think about resiliency and adaptability, bouncing back and being able to bounce back from crazy things that may happen in the environment, the business environment, the economy, and change, encourage change, support change. That is the principle set in the PMBOK Guide 7th edition. For the past number of minutes, we've been talking about various concepts in the PMBOK Guide 7th edition. And the idea is for you to have a better grasp of what is in the 7th edition and for you to better understand project management. Now, for those of you who read the sixth edition, I just want to make it perfectly clear that the seventh edition does not negate the sixth edition. Yes, there's a way they have presented the information in the seventh edition. The sixth edition is still relevant, and so is the Agile Practice Guide. So we're not replacing one with the other, and they're not at war. I'm hoping that the information I've presented in this first section from hybridprojectmanagement.com gives you better context, better understanding, better focus about what project management is and how hybrid project management is here, why it is here. In fact, the PMI some time ago published that a huge 44% of organizations still are entirely predictive and 
some are hybrid and some are agile. And those numbers are in the pulse of the profession from 2018. If you search for that, the information is all there. A startling number of organizations are still very predictive in the approach. And for that reason, still need to think about the sixth edition and the value. But when you look at the sixth edition, you need to tailor it. A lot of people think the sixth edition needs to be used as is. They want to cram all the ITTOs and think that it's prescriptive. No, it's not. The sixth edition was never meant to be prescriptive. It was meant to be, if you like, a cookbook. You take the recipe and you decide what goes into the pot, but it's definitely not everything. The recipe is not the full sixth. The recipe is you tailoring it. And that's why chapters four to 13, they have a section, concepts, trends, tailoring, and you got it, consideration for agile. So you need to tailor and you need to consider how to be as agile as possible. That's the idea. Anyone telling you the sixth edition was prescriptive, they missed the boat. They really didn't get it. Project management is not like, here's the framework, use everything under the sun. No, it's not. Okay. I hope this helps you. If you want to join us for further discussions on this course, which is about eight hours long, go on down to hybridprojectmanagement.com. And in the weeks and months ahead, you will be able to get this course on demand from the live sessions. My buddy Roy and I are rounding up on the 25th of September. That will be our last session. As soon as we're done, if you want to join us on the on-demand sessions, they're going to be right there on hybridprojectmanagement.com. All right. Thank you very much for joining. You take care. Those of you on the course, you know what to do. Find the other videos and let's go. Bye for now.